Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Live from the Reisman Recording Room, it is day 12, I think, of Detroit Lions training camp. Joint practices edition, the first day of joint practices between the Lions and the Giants. Uh, got a lot to talk about here. My name is Jeremy Reisman. I am the producer over at Pride of Detroit. Flying solo today. Don't worry, though. Eric will be back tomorrow to give you a full breakdown of day two of Lions training camp. But um, Joint practices, I should say. But I'm here. We're going to knock out as much as uh, as I possibly, as one person could possibly take in when there's uh, some 180 players on the field. Uh, but let's jump into it, as always, with a little injury update. Uh, mostly good news here. Uh, Jonah Jackson and Frank Ragnow were both out. Frank Ragnow, I think, is pretty much an expected excused absence at this point, as it appears, uh, you know, his wife uh, is pregnant and, and, and expecting soon. Uh, Jonah might be a little bit more of a concern. He did have a um, what looked like a splint. It was kind of across the field, so I couldn't tell specifically what he was dealing with, but something on his hand. Um, it's worth saying, though, Dan Campbell said this, it's not considered serious for him. Or uh, Denzel Mims, who, who was also missing practice, also not much of a surprise considering he went down with a leg injury last time, had to kind of be helped off the field, but sounds like he'll be back relatively soon. Another wide receiver that's out, Trinity Benson. Um, we already knew that was kind of going to happen. Dan Campbell said last week that it's going to be about a week, so hopefully you get to see him return to the field sometime soon. Uh, also no Craig Reynolds, who uh, was there at practice, couldn't really tell what he was dealing with, uh, but essentially it meant more time for Justin Jackson, more time for Jamar Jefferson, who returned to practice after missing. So, um, you know, overall, good news. Uh, worth noting, the the first team offensive line, given that it was missing, two interior guys uh, looked like this. Um, Vitae was obviously starting at right guard with Graham Glasgow playing center. And then left guard, it was a mix of Darren Paulo and, and Coyote Awashika. Um, Interesting kind of seeing Darren Paulo get in there. We've seen Aoshika with the first team a lot, but uh, Paulo got a little bit of opportunities there. Um, but that's your injury update. Um, and then I have so many notes here that I think what I'm going to do is kind of just like walk you through chronologically what happened. Um, I will say I spent most of the time paying attention to the offense, the Lions offense versus Giants defense. I did sprinkle in some defensive looks, uh, you know, in between snaps sometimes. So I'll try to give you a little bit of both here, but mostly my observations today are going to be on the offense. And then tomorrow I'm going to try to watch the defense a little bit more. Um, they opened with some one-on-ones, a lot of receiver versus DBs drills. And I would say the Lions got off to a very hot start there. Uh, the very first play, they go deep to Amon Ra, who bit, beat Deontay Banks, uh, the rookie corner, uh, for the Giants on a deep play. And that set the tone because Amon Ra was just unstoppable all day. Um, if, if you were wondering, if you were maybe concerned that, that he was unstoppable in Lions camp, that maybe the DBs weren't very good. No, Amon Ra is still very much that dude. Uh, that is also Khalif Raymond's drill. The one-on-ones, we, we kept seeing it in previous years. The good news is that Khalif has kind of been stopped a little bit by the Lions DBs. Uh, Giants, no such luck this day. Uh, he was pretty darn good. On the negative side, I didn't think this was Jameson Williams' best drill. As, as far as I counted, he had three reps, did not complete uh, a, a catch on any of those. Now, one he probably had his defender beat, but 
uh, it wasn't a perfect throw, and so you know the defender got in late. Maybe even some early contact. I probably would have called pass interference, but they didn't throw a flag. Refs were here today, by the way. One was kind of a sloppy route. Another, the timing was just off. So that's still being built in. It was overall kind of a quiet day for JMO. Um, couple passes caught during team drills, but mostly kind of the short version stuff. Nothing, nothing deep by him. So still a work in progress there, obviously. Uh, I, I would say today was actually a pretty solid day for Marvin Jones as well. He's still kind of the same guy, though. Like we're, He's not going to create a ton of separations, uh, but he had two really, really good contested catches, uh, including one during this one-on-one drill. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I have a lot of notes about Kirby Joseph today. Uh, more pass breakups over and over again. Uh, I would say in general, you know, while I think the Lions dominated on offense on these one-on-one drills, I would say the Lions defense versus the, Lions, versus the Giants offense was very much more even. So, if you want to, if you're keeping score at home, I guess advantage Lions in the one-on-ones. Uh, next, they went to seven-on-sevens. Again, it was kind of more of the same with Amon Ra. This is really where Dylan Drummond again, another solid set, uh, practice for him. Where um, you know I did get like, I did get some tips from some Giants writers that uh, you know their corners, specifically their nickel corners, are not that good, and Dylan Drummond took advantage. Um, you know, I, I, his releases to me. Are what's really, really important for really, really impressive, I should say, uh, for a guy uh, so so new to the NFL game. And and when you talk to guys like Amon Arm, when you talk to guys like Jared Goff, who was saying like he's just so detailed in what he does that listen, like at this point, I have Dylan Drummond on my roster on my fifty three. I just I just do. You you look at some of the depth behind you know your starting four, starting five. There, I don't think there's anyone that's having a better training camp than him. And, you know, maybe Denzel Mims can be that guy, but he's not on the field right now. Trinity Benson did some good stuff early in camp, but now he's injured. Antoine Green, I thought, you know, he didn't have a bad day today, but he's not all over the field like Dylan Drummond is. Um, so I, I think this is more than just falling in love with the UDFA. I think he's actually playing really, really good football. And it's good to now see him do that against another opponent as well. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, I will say, Darren Waller was a problem today, and and he's a very talented player. There's just nothing to be ashamed about that. Um, but you know, I think I think one of the bigger questions is like the Lions got better than defensive front. They got better in the secondary. Can this linebacking crew cover? And I would say today was kind of a, a shaky day in coverage. I did see Alex Anzalone make make a really nice play downfield. Um, I didn't get the number of the Giants player, but in general that was not the norm. I saw I saw a lot of Darren Waller wide open. Saquon Barkley made some plays as well. So um, that's kind of I, I would say my biggest concern in overall practice. That would be it. Overall, though, I think generally it was much better. It, it was decent um, all, all across the board. Next, they moved to 11s. Again, Dylan Drummond, I have a couple positive notes for. I know you guys have been dying for some James uh, Mitchell. He had a drop in this uh, drill. It wasn't it wasn't a perfect pass, um, but it wasn't great either. Uh, it wasn't a, you know, wasn't a great attempt. It was a good attempt at catch, but it wasn't a catch, obviously. Um Dave Montgomery made an insane one-handed grab, and I think that serves as a reminder while Jameer Gibbs is kind of the highlight of the running back crew when it comes to receiving game. Uh, don't sleep on David Montgomery uh, doing that as well. The the one, maybe on the offensive side, my biggest concern that came from this practice is the run game is still not getting going. And and to be fair, this is a really good Giants defensive front. You know, Dexter Lawrence and, and the likes of Sean Robinson, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, um, all really good defenders. Um, but, you know, the, the lack of a running game was something that that was very noticeable 
in the first two weeks of training camp, and now it's continuing into this week. Who knows? Maybe, you know, once they get a little more physical, once, you know, we're, we're playing live reps, things change. But it just doesn't seem like the run game is moving like it should yet. And maybe, that, again, it's also worth pointing out that the Lions were missing two of their interior starters here. So um, that's kind of a wait and see. But just if we're if I'm trying to give a balanced report of, of training camp here, I would say the two biggest concerns are, and I would say run defense too on, on defense was not great today. But that linebacking cover in, in the linebackers in coverage, and then maybe the interior offensive line and interior defensive line in the run game, and then the run game on offense. But otherwise, really good. It's, defensively, I want I want to talk a little bit more about the defense too because I mentioned Kirby Joseph, menace all, all practice. So was Aiden Hutchinson. I had him with at least two sacks on this day when I was paying attention over there. Um, I had I had a nice big hit by Malcolm Rodriguez, uh, an, kind of an open field tackle there. Um, that that was really impressive and. The, the other thing in terms of just what the defense looks like, I think we're really, really trending towards Tracy Walker coming off the bench. Now, I, you know you don't want to read too much into first rep, second team rep, that sort of stuff, but it is becoming more and more the norm bringing C.J. Gardner-Johnson back to safety instead of nickel where he started training camp and keeping Brian Branch out there with the nickel uh, in, in nickel. And so to me, that tells you Brian Branch is just – too hard to ignore at this point. It's too hard to keep him off the field. And it's just been trending this way for the past two weeks to the point where you have to wonder, is that going to be the base? Is the base going to be C.J. Gardner-Johnson as your base safety and and Brian, Brian Branch as your as your base nickel and just bringing in uh, Tracy Walker situational? I, I feel like we're trending in that direction. Again, you don't want to read too much and it's just one practice here, but it does feel like a bigger trend of things to come. And, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate for Tracy, but I think it speaks more to just how good Brian Branch has been um, consistently, practice after practice after practice after practice. Um, I have to talk about Jameer Gibbs, though. I, I mentioned David Montgomery. Jameer Gibbs, I would say, had his maybe his best practice, um, mostly in the receiving game. As I said, the, the running game kind of struggled today. Um, but there was one play where he just absolutely you know, broke the ankles of a linebacker, um, draw ooze and oz from the crowd, and then in the red zone um, when they finished kind of with red zone drills, which was a really cool thing that they did. Um, normally, the offense and defense are on different fields the entire practice. At the end of practice, they did red zone where it was just one unit versus one unit, and the other unit was just sitting there watching. And Jameer Gibbs caught two touchdown passes, um, the first being a play-action rollout where he was just wide open in the flat. It's a, it's a really hard play to defend, but he was wide, wide, wide open, easy touchdown for him. And then the second came on with the second-team unit. Um, first play they ran was a screen to Jameer Gibbs, well-blocked, well-masked, and, and Jameer Gibbs is just so fast no one could catch him, but a 16-yard touchdown. There was a flag on the play. I couldn't tell what it was um, in general. It's, it's probably either an illegal man downfield or a holding, but I, I watched the replay and I didn't see anything, so you can kind of ignore the flag there. Um, defensively in the red zone, um, I, let me let me count the, the snaps here because um, the first-team Giants offense, I believe, ran one two, three, four, five, six or seven plays and did not score. Meanwhile, the Lions' first-team offense scored once um, to – oh, that was the, the, the easy play-action rollout to, to Jameer Gibbs. Um, I would say Amon Ra almost scored on, on, a, on a play as well. Um, but, yeah, in general, I mean, I have a sack from, from Aiden Hutchinson. The one thing – 
that I think the Lions got better on as practice went on was, you know, the line, the Giants run a lot of read options, right? They, they run a lot of misdirections, and early on that was working. Um, they got a lot better as it went on. Kirby again, on a, on a play-action run with, with Daniel Jones, Kirby read it perfectly. Aiden was running him down. Like, they seem to really get better in that. And that's something, obviously, that's going to matter a lot in this division when you have someone like Justin Fields uh, waiting in the wings. That's something that, that the Lions are going to have to get used to. So I would say really invaluable set of practices here for that first-team defense to kind of learn that and, and get used to that because they're, they're definitely going to see it a lot. Um, I want to give James Houston some love, too, because during red zone drills um, with the second team, he pulled an inside move and was immediately there for a tackle for loss. It probably would have lost two or three yards. And if we were full tackling, like, he beat it so quickly, that's one of those plays, like, you see the ball jarred loose. Because as soon as, you know, the receiver, the running back gets it, he's there. Um, and so that's good to see from James Houston. It's been kind of a quiet camp for him, but he's repping with the twos. And, and I should say, I, I even had Julian with a, with a sack during, I think, uh, seven-on-sevens earlier or not seven on sevens, um, during full 11s, but not red zone. Um, so, you know, the, the depth is starting to show itself. Um, Romeo, I think, had maybe a little bit of a, of a tough day if, if we're going to be critical of, of the defensive front. Um, but in general, I would say, you know, I, I know there's some Giants reporters out there saying, you know, sky is falling and, and it was a, the Lions dominated practice. I would say it was pretty evenly matched, but maybe slanted slightly towards the Lions. But in general... Um, you have to feel decently about. I, I don't. I wouldn't say there was nothing that was massively concerning from the Lions. Um, I, I think they probably want to come out better uh, against, really, on the run game on both sides of the ball. I think that was the biggest concern, both ways. Um, but when it comes to coverage, much improved from years past. When it comes to even the receivers, who I think, honestly speaking, I think the the, the wide receivers during the first two weeks of training camp have not been particularly good. I thought they were much better. And maybe that speaks again to the depth of the Lions secondary, right? If they're covering them well for the first two weeks practice, maybe that's more telling of them than, than what the wide receivers are doing. But um, last last guy I think I want to talk about is, is John Kaminsky. He was kind of all over the place, um, both uh, sometimes with the ones, sometimes with the twos. He's a guy that's had a, a relatively quiet training camp. Um, but Part of that is by design, right? Like he's kind of a an assist man on that defensive line. Uh, created some pressures on his own, which is uh, always good to see. Um, to to kind of be able to do both, to be a, an assist man, but also a guy that can take it to the paint. To to make a a rare basketball analogy from me, uh, Josh Pascal, I also had a uh, creating some disruption. Um, he continues to get better and continues to be in my notebook more and more and more consistently. So I think there's reason to be excited there. Overall, again, though, like, I think you have to come away pretty pretty happy when your stars, like Aiden Hutchinson, like Kirby Joseph, like Amon Ross St. Brown, continue to be stars. And meanwhile, like, outside of Darren Waller and Saquon Barkley, I didn't have a lot of consistent notes from Giants players making plays. Like I, like I mentioned, Kayvon Thibodeau, I don't know if he ever made my notebook. Um Maybe maybe a little bit in the run game. Um, Dexter Lawrence, I think, is, is still very very good. And and considering he's going up a couple, going up against a couple backup uh, Lions interior offensive linemen, and no surprise that he had a decent day. But overall, I think you have to be pretty promised with a pretty 
it was a pretty promising practice for the Lions on both sides of the ball. Maybe the offense a little bit more ahead of the the defense, but in general, um, have to feel pretty pretty darn good. And uh, yeah, I'll have more. Obviously, on the website, I'll be doing observations today. So by the time you hear this, it might already be up. Go to prideofdetroit.com for that. And like I said, we will be back here tomorrow, Eric and Toe, to kind of bounce back ideas off each other and bring you another quick character here on the Lions training camp. So thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening again. And we'll see you tomorrow.